Thanks for checking out the Long and Short of It podcast. You can find us on all good podcast platforms. Please consider following or subscribing. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the Long and Short of It, the podcast where we discuss each of the games on the Metacritic Top 100 list. My name is Lawrence and I'm joined by... This is Dan. Welcome to the podcast. This week is my choice, as last week we did Eco, which was yours. So today we're going to be talking about Stardew Valley. So Stardew Valley was developed by Concerned Ape, or Eric Baron, as Concerned Ape is just one developer. It was released yes. in 2016, originally on PC, but it's now out on pretty much everything. Um, it originally had a score of 89. So... It's around that mark for all of the uh, the consoles, etc. But yes, just missing out on the uh, you know the top ten percentile, I suppose. But yes, uh, where did you play this uh, game, please? As I, as I mentioned at the end of last week's episode, um, I purchased this game probably about three or four years ago now. Hmm. Whenever it came out on Switch, I saw the rave reviews. I think it was getting tens yeah. in some places. Um, and I thought, oh, okay, I'm intrigued. And this was the period where I would just buy basically every major title for Switch that came out. And I bought this. Um, I started it. I, when I say I started it, I, I, I started it and that's about it. Um, don't think I was ready to commit to this sort of game. And I just left it. I don't know if I ever really intended to go back, but um, it's not an expensive game, so... I thought, well, no harm, no foul, really. Yes. Um, where did you play this? Uh, also on the Switch. I've, uh, I mean, I know it's on Game Pass on the Xbox, but this doesn't really see like it seems like it's a PC game or a Switch game. It doesn't really feel like yeah, a, a console game, you know. It is, but it I doesn't... couldn't imagine playing this on the big screen. No, it it doesn't doesn't quite sit right with me. Um, but yeah, I, I find that this game's ideal for, for handheld mode, really, when you've got something on in the background. Mm-hmm. So we have got some reviews, as I know is your favourite. My favourite bit. Yep, your favourite section. So I'm we've got... looking forward to hearing the names of the, the characters that yes. are going to give us their opinions. Well, we've got the highest critical review, the lowest critical review, the highest user review, and the lowest uh, user review as well. So we'll start with the highest critic review. Which comes from Giant Bomb, uh, which is an outlet I've not heard of. Giant Bomb gave it a 100, and they say, Far more than just a farming game, this one-man labour of love is filled with seemingly endless content and a heart. So, that's what Giant... I thought you were going to say, filled with C something else. Ah, well, luckily not. Um, so that is the uh, the highest rating, which is Giant Bomb seventy five. The lowest rating is by a outlet called Kill Screen. So Kill Screen gave it a seventy three, and say despite all odds, it seems Stardew Valley is a different game than the one it mimics, and a pretty fun different game at that. And we'll um, we'll touch on the game that it mimics shortly because it is um, very much a love letter to the Harvest Moon games. Yes, which. Um, go back quite a long way the highest user um is in spanish so i didn't choose that one to read because i can't speak spanish 
So we've gone for the one below that, which is a 10. And the username is Killmore. And it says, <laughs> the best PC game I've ever played. You're never going to be regret it. Stargy Valley is an <laughs> exceptional game that offers an immersive and engaging experience for players of all ages and skill levels. Thanks to Eric Baron. So it's quite a nice one. And then finally, there were there were a few um, there were a few poor reviews. It's about eighty five, um, but I've chosen one by yeah. Ressol because uh, I think he brings up some good points. And Ressol gave it a three. So okay. I dislike it, but it's not bad per se. The map is way too big for how slow you move. It takes way too long to get around, and the controls are also awkward as hell slash bad. As far as framing games go, there is only one that I would rather play this over, and that's Framing Sim. I'm assuming that's Farming Sim. Um, I'd rather play Framing or Sim. Framing Sim. The, uh, the, the, the window framing, framing game. Yes. That's right. Window framing. Um, but there are so many better framing games, such as Harvest Moon. <laughs> so, I, I want to play some of these framing games, personally. I, I mean, maybe I'll just become a window fitter. Um, yes. You know, perhaps... Perhaps that's the, what the future holds for me. But yes, um, much more middle of the road, I feel, than some of the other user reviews that we've heard um, Yeah, lately on this podcast. Well, with any, with any game that has a number of people having reviewed it, um, you tend to get zeros and tens. And <laughs> there's, there's not a lot in between. But I think we can both both agree that Often reading the user reviews is for fun rather than yes, um, yeah, for an accurate any... representation. Yes, quite. Um, so we come on to talking about the history of the game, but you've already kind of mentioned that you you bought this game when it first came out and you kind yeah. of started it, turned it on, but that's as far as you got really. Um, did Did you know anything else about this game or or know much about the the developer or anything beforehand or? Well, I suppose the only um, the only area to touch on is that back in the days of the GameCube, when I when I got my GameCube, um, so we had a joint GameCube, and then I got my own GameCube a couple of years later, and I got Harvest Moon, It's a Wonderful Life. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was the one I got, and I always really like the idea of it. It just sounds relaxing and. And I played it, and I think I struggled in the same way that I struggle with this game. And I think I know what the reason is behind that. And it's not for a want; it's not for a lack of um, wanting to get on with these games, but I just yeah, I just have trouble with them as a mm. person. Um, yeah, so that that's that's it. And obviously, I'm very aware of the Harvest Moon series, and this is a sort of. Um, spiritual successor in a way to those games i know they, they're still going but yeah yeah i i know what you mean in terms of struggling to get into games like this i um i don't know if it's just the time that i started playing stargy valley because i think i picked this game up maybe about two years ago and i've got just under 100 hours logged in this game which yeah i remember there was a period where you where it was near the time that you got your switch yeah. and you played this game in the background a lot. Yes. Yeah, it's it's one of those games that kind of got its hooks into me. But that doesn't necessarily mean that I love this genre of games. So I 
I don't think that this is a farming game, and I think that a lot of games in the genre, I don't know what you call them. I'd kind of call them cozy games. They're, they're I kind of... read a name for these kind of games that I quite like, and Go that on. is slice of life games. Yeah, like a little slice of life um, within a game. I just think that's quite a poetic little name for them. Well, something that you can compare this to is Animal Crossing. Yeah, so I was I was thinking that when I was playing. And obviously Animal Crossing, um, the newest one, I think it's called New Horizons, I've got it on Switch, um, that came out right at the start of the pandemic, didn't it? I think it came out about a month after we started recording this podcast, about March 2020. Yeah. The, the timing for that game's release was it couldn't have been more perfect. Yeah. And you know a lot of a lot of people absolutely love Animal Crossing and I think it's relatively similar to to this in some aspects, but I've tried numerous times I just can't get into Animal Crossing, just can't do it. I don't know why and it's funny because I think I mentioned to you um we won't we won't name names, but someone that you and me used to live with um I caught up with her about a year or so ago. And she was like, "Oh yeah, I um I played a lot oh, of yes. I played a lot That's of Animal Crossing, and like I had a look at her logged game time on Animal Crossing, and she played about fourteen hundred hours of Animal Crossing, yeah. which is insane. And I mean, there are probably games that I've put in lots and lots and lots of hours into. I don't think anything as much as that, but like Animal no, Crossing really got its hooks into people, didn't it? My girlfriend, um, she liked the old ones as well, and." She uh, she's played a lot, a lot of the new one. It's probably the game that she's played most on her Switch. Mm. So, I I kind of um, I like Animal Crossing from afar. I like a lot of the things it does, but playing it's never really appealed to me. No, I think the thing I wasn't a fan of in Animal Crossing is the the real time aspect of it. There's only so much that you can do in a day that I I found anyway. And I don't know, something about Stardew Valley just kind of appealed to me more. Maybe it's the graphics, maybe it's the the sound, I don't know, because it is very retro, isn't it? Yeah. Um But yeah, so I, I started playing this game about two years ago, maybe a bit more. And yeah, it's, um, yeah, I sunk a lot of time into it. I find it a very relaxing game to play. And you can just kind of have it on in the background, you don't have to think too much. Um, so... What's the story in this game, or what do you do in Stardew Valley, other than framing? Um, <clears throat> framing is really important in this it game. It is, majorly. Um, so your your grandfather was a master window maker, and <laughs> he... He sold double glazing you. in the 1980s. Yeah, double glazing, <laughs> and he yeah had a, had a company, and he sort of... Um, Alright, serious now. Um, <laughs> so yeah, he, he had a farm... Not a frame, and he he leaves his farm to you when he dies, and leaves you a letter, and basically you you leave your city life working for the man, and you, yes, and you go out to the farm and try to make a go of it, and as with a lot of these games, it's it's basically you joining a new town, a new village, a new place as the newcomer, and you um build from the ground up your slice of life and that's what you do here and there are various seasons in this game i know that it, there are three years that you can you can pass and then i know it goes on beyond that but you kind of get 
a few sort of possible endings. Yeah. Um, one where you do up the town hall, and the other one, I think, when your ghostly grandfather congratulates you for doing a good job. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and along the way, you uh, you you can get married. You can do your farm up. Obviously, you can you can make some decisions. You can decide whether you want to do up said town hall, or whether you want to um, sink money into the corp, the mega corp, and have that take over. Um, yeah. Not not much to it. This isn't um, this isn't the Last of Us Part Two, but yeah, some wrinkles here and there. Yeah, it's um. So like I said, I've got about ninety two hours logged in this game, and I am in uh, autumn or fall for our American listeners. But I'm in fall of year four, so I've almost got five years in the game, and there are quite a few, like you say, end game cutscene so i've got the one where your your grandpa comes back at the, the end of the third year i think and he'll he'll rate your farm uh out of like four stars i think and you get a little award for doing so but the thing that i quite like about this game is people say that it's it's uh framing or farming um but it isn't really just a farming game like if you want it to be it can be and you can dip into all kinds of different aspects but you know this game could be a fishing game to you. It could be a foraging game. It could be a farming game. It could be, you know, putting crops down and waiting for the yield of the harvest. Or it could be you getting a load of animals, building barns, and that could be your farm. Or maybe you want to go and go caving all the time and going down uh, the mines with uh, your, your weaponry and your swords to, to find the treasures down there. And there's so many different elements to this game that I've not experienced yet that kind of make me want to go back and you know there's there's a challenge where you can get to i think it's like level what level is it i think it's about like level 200 and something of like the mines in the desert and i'm not sure if you'll have got to the desert area on your playthrough because it takes a while for no that i've to seen available footage of it um mm. but i didn't get there myself really bloody hard the um the mines in in that area but there's just so much to it and you can unlock um, access to the sewer underneath the town and you meet this weird creature. It's just, there's there's so much to it and it's so imaginative. It's, it's not far from an RPG at times. Oh, 100%. 100%. 100%. And, you know, like you say, you can build relationships, you can get married, you can have a family um, or you can just spend all of your time out on the pier fishing. You know, the, the possibilities are, are somewhat endless. So... This game really is there to, to be done as to how you want it. And like you say, you can help out the town and um, help them refurbish the community centre by bringing in different items uh, that they're collecting. Or you can uh, give some money to the Jojo Mart and that will kind of take over the town a little bit. So however you want to play it, it's really up to you. Did you... Um, because I think you get the the animal quite early on. Did you get a pet? Um, no, I didn't actually. No, uh, no, I didn't. <laughs> I, I time was limited this week, and I put in as much time as I could into this game. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't um, get a pet, unfortunately. Oh, fair enough. Eventually, um, you get the option of getting a cat or a dog. 
um, that hangs out on the farm and then you get a horse to travel around a bit faster and everything just gets a, a little bit more easy and obviously at the start of the game um, you are you know you have an energy bar every day and at the start of the game yeah. the energy bar gets depleted very quickly because you're clearing up the farm you know you're chopping down trees trying to make space planting seeds watering them but as the game progresses your energy bar doesn't go down quite as fast because you get things like sprinklers to to water your crops and you can get other things that make life a bit easier so i um i was playing a little bit more just before we start recording and on average um for me i was like spending minimal amounts of effort because i wasn't going down into the mines or whatever but i was spending minimum amounts of effort and i was bringing in about 30 grand a day um so as the game progresses so does your ability within the game i think which is is a nice thing because at the start of the game you're probably bringing in maybe 50 to 100 gold coins a day and then you get to a point where you're bringing in so much more depending on what kind of harvest you're making and, and how smart you've been with your plantings etc yeah so do you think this game is fun from what you played um there is something satisfying about clearing your farm um day to day seeing that progress a little bit more and yeah just visually seeing things improve and there there's something satisfying about that and i think it's the same sort of thing as when you're playing an rpg and you're leveling up yeah it's um it's that satisfying thing that takes you away from maybe some of the stresses in your own life mm-hmm. and that feeling of succeeding at something and you've you've uh, cleared that many more plants and you kind of wish that real life was that easy yeah. um and and that's satisfying um i wouldn't say it's outrageous fun it is, as you say, uh, it's something you play in the background while you're doing something else and it's relaxing in that way. Yeah. It's kind of um, methodical and you don't have to think too much. And uh, yeah, it's there's an appeal there. I can see the appeal. Um, yeah, I, I think... I can say I think fun, you, but yeah. I think what you say there about, you know, it kind of taking stress away, I think that's probably what I got out of it when I first started playing it. I don't think I was overly stressed at the time, but I think I had quite a lot on my mind and playing that game kind of takes you out of it a bit, which yeah, distraction. Yeah. Which I really like this game, which is probably a bit weird seeing as I'm the person that for the past three and a half years has been saying that I love games with a story and a strong narrative. And this game is kind of go and do whatever you want really. And it's kind of the polar opposite to what, what I usually say about games I I do think this game is fun, but you make your own fun in it. All of the yeah. tools are there for you, but that's fair. However, you want to play it is the way to play this game, and that's why it's it can be fun. But obviously, if you don't really enjoy these kind of games, then you probably won't find it very fun because it is very particular. Um, I guess were there any favorite elements to this game that you found, or any favorite things that you could do from what you experienced? I think just the thing that I found most satisfying, yeah, well, I suppose seeing your crops grow, um, watering them every day and seeing them flourish and starting to get your paychecks. And it's, it's nice. Um, there's nothing particular that I could point out, but it's a nice gameplay loop, isn't it? 
yeah, I, I think for me, obviously, I I know a fair bit more about this game than yeah. than than you do, um, yeah. and I've experienced a lot lot more of this game. And I think that although frustrating at the time, going to explore the caves and the mines is very rewarding because it when you first start out and you've got like a rubbish sword it is hard and you have to mine to get a bit like minecraft you've got to mine to get the right material so that you can have your your equipment like your axe your you know your um your pickaxe or your sword or whatever upgraded um by clint and i think for the sword you have to have like these special rocks from memory because i did that back ages and ages and ages ago but you have to get these special rocks and it will give you like this like galaxy sword or something and progressing and getting that equipment to then go into the the desert caves and take on the stronger enemies and the dragons it is rewarding incredibly frustrating but it is good to have there um the the, the farming element of it is the base i guess and it is fun depending on how you want to design your farm and how particular you are with things i guess um but again, like I say, the fun in this game is there for you to kind of make up as you go along. And, you know, not everyone will enjoy doing the same things. I used to enjoy doing the farming and looking after the animals when I first started. However, that then gets a little bit dull. So you move on to find something else that interests you or building the relationships with the townspeople and understanding what makes them tick. Um, and, you know, I think probably in my second year of the game, I ended up... Um, building a relationship. I can't remember her name. The the town person. You see the woman with the blue hair. Yes. Yeah, her. And then I got married to her, and then had a child, and then <laughs> decided. Just forgot that, her name. Yeah, I've forgotten her name. Now, obviously, it wasn't very special to me. Um, <laughs> blue haired lady. But then I was like, oh, actually, nah, I don't like having this woman around my farm all the time. So I paid like thirty grand or something to have her memory wiped, and now she can't remember me, and we're not married anymore. Uh, it's the way to do it no exactly who needs divorce um but yeah there's a lot of different elements to this game which i really enjoy um and the exploration of things to do and things to experience in this game feel like they're endless and for one person to have developed this game on their own i think is a really impressive feat it's impressive yeah massively so and i think that he's got another game coming out or has come out um relatively soon or did come out relatively recently but i don't know triple blazing salesman oh yeah incredible salesman um (laughs) but yeah so it'll be interesting to experience what else he has done or windows and doors part two windows and doors yeah that's it upvc tales that's what the game (laughs) is um okay so do you want to talk a little bit about the look and the sound of this game because we've not mentioned that yet yeah, so it, it's, it, it harkens back to the pixel art games from the Super Nintendo and earlier, and it's very colourful, um, very relaxing to look at, and there's, there's a character in it. Um, I will say pixel art is not my favourite style of games, but um, I know that some people really love it, and I think it's a perfectly pleasing thing to look at. And in terms of the sound... Um, yeah, there's some nice music that really, again, just fits well with that theme and that relaxing nature of the game. Um, there's a nice soundtrack there. Um, yeah, I don't really have much more to add than that. I'd, I'd say that the the music in this game, because it's, it's there, but it feels like it's minimal. 
and I don't think I've said it about a game soundtrack before, but it feels like it just complements the game. It yeah. isn't an integral part of the game. I think this game could be fine in silence with just the the sound of the wind and all of that stuff. But I think the music in this game complements the the feeling and the vibe perfectly, especially when it gets to the different seasons and you get the different music and the different look. Um, and yeah, I think the look of this game, like you say, it is very colourful and pixel art isn't for everyone. I personally really like it, but I think that's probably in line with me just liking this game rather than that specific art style because there are some pixel art games that I don't like or don't like the look of. Um, so it, it can can vary, I guess. Um, so if we move on to the question of the week, I realise that this is probably going to be a bit of a shorter episode, but we're talking about a game that doesn't really have too much We've story. We've had a few longer ones recently, haven't we? Yes, we have. So I, I said at the start of the, um, the episode that I would kind of put this in... Um, the the theme of cozy games and you you suggested slice of life games i've read a few things and seen a few videos about people saying they're a bit sick of cozy games being all about farming or framing because it seems like there are a lot of them <laughs> you know uh, a lot of cozy s games like animal crossing like harvest moon like stardew valley they all seem like they're based on farming or something yeah. along those lines so in terms of what you think would be good for a cozy game? Like I can think of some examples, but are there any games that you can think of that you would put in that category, or anything that you would want to see from a cozy game that you would be like, "Yeah, I like the look of that. That looks relaxing to play." I wonder what the um, what the widespread appeal of farming is that you do get so many. I remember there was that Nintendo Direct maybe a year or so ago, maybe a year or two ago. Um, that people um, complained that it was just full of farming sims. Um, and it is. It's So my girlfriend's playing a game that I got her last Christmas, actually, which is a, a farming sort of RPG called Harvestella. And uh, I know she's really enjoying that. Maybe it's... Um, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I was going to say Japanese influence on, on games, but I don't think that's quite right. But there's something about farming that works with these games um because you're not i think it's because you don't rely on anyone else in a way you 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 have complete control of what you're doing with your farm Mm. and you're growing something from the ground up in the same way that you're growing your farm from the ground up and you're growing the community from the ground up and it's not like oh you've now got to go to work at the local pet store and you're going to make your money there, but it all rests on the local pet store. And maybe you'll get promoted at the local pet store. But it's uh, it's a lifestyle, isn't it, as well? Um, farming is a lifestyle for, for farmers in the real world. That's their life. That's uh, yeah. It's a real commitment. And I, and I think very few vocations are like that. Um, I think... There are other things that I think are relaxing that may go into a game, painting, things like that. But See, I... f- funny you should mention that because I think another game that you could probably put in a similar vein to Stardew Valley would be Minecraft, maybe. Um, yes. To a certain extent. But the game that I was thinking of when I said that I can think of another game, it's a bit like this, is a game. I've not played it, but I've watched quite a few playthroughs of it. Well, not playthroughs, but let's plays um, or, or, or streams of a game called House Flipper. 
and you effectively buy a house that is a complete state and then you get given a demographic of people that you're trying to sell it to and then you just like redecorate the house rebuild walls the paint all of it the the interior and it's one of those games it's just very relaxing to watch people play and like for me decorating is the worst thing in the world i hate it with my entire being but doing it in a video game is quite relaxing another one uh, is a game that i played a little bit earlier this year where you've got like a jet wash like a power jet wash and you just go round and jet wash stuff like a park or the outside of a house in reality that sounds awful but playing it in a game is very relaxing yeah. and the the last one that i can think of as an example is a game called euro truck simulator yeah and i remember it must be about nine years ago eight or nine years ago i was at home so at, at my um at my mum and stepdad's and like I was just playing Euro Truck Simulator on my um on my MacBook Air at the time, so God knows how I managed to get it to play on there because uh, it was like a 2013 laptop. And he came me, he was like, "What are you doing?" And uh, I was like, "I'm just playing this game." He's like, "What is it?" I said, "Euro Truck Simulator. You just drive from like wherever over the channel into Europe and deliver stuff." He was like, "All right." I was like, "Yeah, it's quite relaxing." And he was like, oh, "That sounds okay. That does." I remember just playing it into the night driving in first person view through France listening to live French radio that was in the game and it was like the most relaxing thing ever it's so bizarre isn't it yeah that things that are mundane and people's jobs people actually find relaxing and can unwind to yeah I'm trying to I'm, I'm, I'm actively thinking while talking which is great um, I think it's taking the pressure taking the hardship taking the manual labor out of those tasks yes obviously if you are a truck driver and you're traveling for huge amounts of time at once um there are stresses and things involved in that that probably aren't fun but yeah i think it's like it's like the idea of um driving route 66 in america yeah very appealing about that on paper um in practice, I don't know. Um, obviously, mm. I've never done it. But, yeah, there's something appealing about that. And there's something appealing about road trips in general. Yeah. Just driving and not being on the motorway necessarily and uh, just, just driving through places you haven't seen before and stop it, stopping off at maybe a local bistro. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's, there is something appealing about that. And these games take away the um defeat states that other games have which is yes obviously um when you can die because you run out of hearts or you've been shot or whatever it is and you've just got a rhythm um a sort of repetitive rhythm um and that's not a bad thing necessarily but there are i suppose when you think about it a lot of games that fit in that category i mean you could you could argue something like the sims is a bit like that yeah definitely um life simulators or sim city i mean this game does have fail states, but they don't feel like they're too punishing. So, like, you can lose all of your energy in the mine and the doctor comes and finds you and you've lost half your loot or whatever, stuff like that. But it isn't, it doesn't feel too unfair. Yeah. Um, and it's quite nice to have that in there. You know, there are stakes, but as long as you're smart, you won't have to face those stakes. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's just, like, 
Those kind of games, they're just very relaxing and it's quite easy to just switch off and immerse yourself, you know? Yeah, that's, I suppose, what I was trying to figure out and I don't think I've done a very good job of it is the ingredients that make a game like this. Mm. And Immersion's the key word, isn't it? Yeah, if you were to set out as a developer and you you, you wanted to make um, a cosy game or a slice-of-life game, what would the key ingredients to that be? Mm. Um, take farming out of the equation. What makes one of these games, what are the key components that make these games what they are? Um, yeah. And I, I, I don't think I know. <laughs> no, I don't think me. I know what that is. Um, but it's interesting, nonetheless, to think about. Yeah, it's um, it's different for every, like for different people, isn't it? Some people a house flipping game probably sounds awful, but to other people it sounds amazing. Um, and I mean, even games like bloody Nintendogs from fifteen twenty yeah. years ago, you could probably put that in there as well. I never played it, yeah. but that's what people yeah. like, you know. People like dogs. Tamagotchi go as far, yeah, yeah, go yeah. as primitive as that. I had about four Tamagotchis um, for a period when I was in like year. Five, I think, in primary school. Um, my mum used to have to take them to work and keep them alive because obviously you couldn't take them into school. Um, that was such a big craze, wasn't it? Tamagotchis. Yeah. So, what it. is it about growing something from the ground up, keeping it, looking after it? That's 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 I suppose the common theme between these games. <laughs> let's ask a question. Growing... To, let's ask that question to a parent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Cause I don't know, but yeah, so. It seems to be the common theme, though, doesn't it? Cultivation, Whether it's a farm, or um, a house, or a, a tamagotchi, or whatever else. Mm. Um, the idea that you're building building something from scratch, looking after it, and then, yeah, <laughs> I don't know where it goes. I don't know what the final step is. No, but yeah, it, it's interesting to dive into just to kind of get a vibe for what other games. Are kind of in that sphere, I suppose. Yeah. Um, and they're ideal for playing at Christmas, in my opinion. Um, yes. Good and the, and the games games. that you play at Christmas might not be quite the same as games... I find at Christmas, it's the one time of year that I really switch off. Yeah. And I'm not thinking about anything. I'm just enjoying Christmas, and I love it for that reason. And, yeah, I find I'm a lot more willing to try things because I feel like I've got time at Christmas, which is yes. um, funny because obviously time is always moving forward, but I feel like I've got time to maybe try some of these Stand things. Stand still that... a bit more. Yeah, exactly. Take a breath and yeah. Mm. Well, that's fair enough. So let's move on to our, our wrap up then. Um, so Stardew Valley, obviously it's uh, it's a bit of a different game and it's uh, been a bit of a varied conversation but do you think it deserves to be in the top 100 list like i said it scored 89 it's tricky um now the, the I'm not quite touched on the thing that this is missing for me and i think it's quite an obvious thing um so to me it lacks stakes and um going back as it, when i was in secondary school my brother played a game and it was quite popular at the time called i think it was called dark futures um which was like a an online game mm. where you had a character and you'd you had um uh, i think you, you like basically built an empire and you traded 
drugs and opium and, and stuff like that and you yeah basically uh, did did that and th- there was no end game necessarily but you just continue to grow your empire and I like the idea of it again but I could never commit to something like that and I think it says a lot about me as a person I, I find things difficult where, where I don't know where they're going where I don't know what the end game is where I don't have a target I need to always have a target when I feel like I'm treading water I really struggle yeah um and I think it's the same in my game gaming habits I need to have that goal and seeing the end credits or something is that goal and um advancement of a story or whatever it is I need something there when I'm presented with a world and basically someone says well just 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 go just go and do um just carry on I find myself saying why what's my my time is of a premium and 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 I only have so much time in a week why am I doing this Mm. um I think it fundamentally challenge challenges something about me and i can't be the only one like this but i know that a lot of people um don't feel that way yeah and they can uh do this do this with with games like this and and i would love to get into something like animal crossing or or this and just relax but yeah i i have difficulty switching off in that way yeah so that's the fun that's the fundamental part of me that that um I think we'll always have difficulty with games like this. And I think we may have touched on that in the past. Um, I do, I can see what the appeal is. I can see why people like it. It's charming. It's, um, it just works. There's something pleasing about it. Um, it doesn't really have any comparison points in this list, which makes it tricky to um, weigh up against other things. But maybe for that reason, it does deserve to be there. Mm. Um, I think a game like this deserves to be there and maybe this is a bit of a cop out Um, I think a game like this deserves to be there but I'm not sure if this is the one but I feel like a representative of the slice of life genre deserves to be there I I agree saying this yeah and I think I, I, I agree in the fact that I think a game of this nature, like a, a cozy game or a slice of life game or a game that you can just kind of like immerse yourself in and not think about it does deserve to be here. And it is under underrepresented on the list. And yeah. one of my games that will come to, I think towards the back end of my list is the Sims two. Cause that's another game that I spent ungodly amounts of hours on as a teenager. You also like theme hospital, didn't you? When you were younger? Yeah. Theme hospital is great. Um, not so much theme park world, but theme hospital, was yeah a lot a lot of fond memories of the old bullfrog games um so when we come to the sims 2 if i remember we can kind of do a bit of a comparison between what that game feels like against what this feels like yeah um because yeah i don't know if this game specifically deserves to be here but something along these lines definitely should be yeah yeah um because it is underrepresented i think um so yes they're very popular Yes, quite is, very popular. And that's reason enough for for a game to be considered. If it's that popular, it's got, got to be a reason for it. Yeah, there? absolutely. So that is Stardew Valley. Um, 
like we say, a bit of a short conversation here. Maybe not too much shorter than average, though, to be no, fair. I think we did all right. But, um, yes, our next episode's coming out in two weeks, isn't it? And it's one of your yeah. choices. Yeah. Next. So uh, we've got two episodes coming up before the end of the year. Um, the first one is in two weeks' time. We've got Mass Effect 3, which is my choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, the following week, I think, I believe, is going to be our Christmas game, but we haven't settled on that yet. So we will Thursday the that. 21st. Yeah, which is obviously right on time for mm. that lovely Christmas period. Um, in terms of Mass Effect 3, you've already started it, I know. Yeah. Um, I mean, you've already played Mass Effect 2. It's more of the same with refinements and i know that you quite enjoyed mass effect 2 but um yeah be interested to see how you get on with mass effect 3 yes uh, i'm about an hour into it so far so we'll see how it goes um yeah. but yes that'll be in two weeks time um as usual if you've liked the episode feel free to uh, give us a like or a follow or comment on something or subscribe or let someone know if you think they might like it, uh, as it does help us out, you can email us at the Long and Short Fit Podcast at hotmail.com and we're also on the social medias at the Long and Short Fit Podcast, I think. Uh, it's, been, it's been a while since I've done the social media stuff. Um, but yes, that is everything from me for this week. Is there anything else from you? Yeah, we've got um, a fan got in touch with me. Um, I forgot to mention this actually. Um, Mr. Blobby. I, don't I know knew that was coming. Him. Did you think it would take that, guys? I, I thought that literally as soon as I said, is there anything else from you? And you said, yes. I was like, we've not mentioned Mr. Blobby in this episode, so it's going to be that. Uh, yes. What did Our Mr. Mascot, Blobby say? Um, he said, Blobby, Blobby, Blobby. Ah, good. Everyone's favourite catchphrase. That is everyone's favourite catchphrase. the theme of this show. That's quite and basically right. what we talk on this show. Yes, drivel. Um some might yes. say excellent Everyone well uh might say if if that's all then we will uh see you in two weeks for mass effect three um sans More mr dribble. blobby uh, yes but yes we'll see you uh we'll see you then for that game but in the meantime take care cheerio see you on the next one